Duke Nation. I'm back. This team, this place, the crazies, it's been incredible. And I know you're wondering what comes next. When I committed here, I said I wanted to help continue the Duke legacy. I said I wanted to help Coach Iyer build the foundation. I said I wanted to leave a legacy of my own. I meant what I said. Same dynasty, new legacy. I'm not done yet. See you next year. I step on the floor, the only thing on my mind is winning. Starving for it. You can't make it here if you don't want it. Instead, it'll be Mitchell with an and one opportunity. Year one, ACC champs, we hung a banner. We got something bigger in mind. The job's not finished. And I'm coming back for it all. Year two, let's run it back. This is the Black Boy Play Podcast, the Die Hard Duke Basketball Fans Podcast. We're back too. One month after the season ended, we wanted to wait until all the chips fell, and boy, did they fall! You see, I know you're, mm. I know you're a celebrity now on Spaces on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> no. Just running shop over there. You know what is it? Three nights a week. Dude, it feels like every damn night I made a promise. I was like, all right, every time somebody comes back, we're going to do a spaces. God damn it, the kid kept coming back, man. Yeah, it's a lot of spaces, <laughs> and, and, and we're all uh, excited for it. Jack, uh, obviously, Proctor, Mark Mitchell, and then the big domino fell with Filipowski announcing that he was going to return. So we'll go ahead and talk about the roster. Obviously, there are a couple you know pieces out there that you know we still got to wait and see. Obviously, Jeremy Roach. What's going to happen with a uh, potential portal addition at the five? Uh, we'll talk about the just the amazing impact that Rachel Baker has overall. We'll talk about some recruiting, and we'll talk about you know look who's going to start for for Duke next year. It's going to be a hell of an off season. Mm-hmm. Um, AC let's start it with at the top. We kind of expected, and it wasn't really a huge secret, but it's one of those things where you feel like you've heard it for a couple of weeks now, just make it the official announcement. And, and I know you, you <laughs> love that the uh, Duke social media had a lot of fun with teasing us. Filipowski did as well. Oh my God. Getting, getting Filipowski back, potential first-team All-American preseason next year, certainly going to be first-team All-ACC preseason, mm-hmm. and potentially ACC Player of the Year uh, preseason. So just huge for Duke all around. Absolutely. It's the first time... We've gotten three guys of this caliber back since that that Seth Curry, Mason Plumley, and Ryan Kelly season, man. And I, I'd argue these guys are a little better than those dudes. <laughs> so it's it's amazing getting getting this squad back and getting them to run it back together. You usually see guys, you know, four and five year starters coming back or whatever because what are they going to do, right? Like they don't have the talent to to push to the NBA. These are guys that legitimately could have been in the NBA draft, in the combine, in a couple of weeks, and 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 would have would have made a name for themselves there. Like they they had a shot at that man. They had that kind of talent, and they're coming back to college again. That shows. I know we're going to talk about it in a minute. That just shows. It shows where the direction of college basketball can go, and I, I think at least for Duke for a little while it will go that way. But John has a plan. He's making the plan work. The guys are sticking around, man. And I am just I'm. I'm Tickled to death to see to see it turn out the way it's going, dude. Yeah, Jack, I, I gotta say that, you know, in one of our last podcasts uh, to end the season, one of the things that we said is, 
man, I wish that Proctor had 10 more games because he would have lived up to, to basically what you and I predicted, which is an ACC Rookie of the Year, uh, potential first-team All-ACC. Now we get him back. What are your expectations for Proctor? Uh, Trey Jones, year two. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen it. We've seen the leap. We've seen a guy who had a lot of hot and cold as a freshman, and then really came into his own late season. You and think Trey, he could end up better than Trey? I do. I do too. Because and, and Trey he had an amazing shooting season that year. Like he really he changed his profile with how he shot the ball. And, and, and Trey, Tyree better. Trey is Trey was one of those guys who like really should not have been the first option, right? In terms of talent, but in terms right. of just being able to, yeah, just like, actual production, step man. up and produce. Yeah, Trey Jones was the most important and best, despite not being the most talented player on that team mm-hmm. in terms of college basketball. Now, looking back, you know, NBA wise, he is going to probably be the best uh, pro from that squad. But oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure, that's not even not, a question. not a lot of competition. <laughs> Sad big Vern noises. Um, that aside, I, I think Proctor's can very much be better than Trey. He's he's taller. He's got mm-hmm. so he's got that size advantage. He's got you know he's got the better outside shot as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he kind of profiles as a combination of the Jones brothers. If I'm being completely honest with you, but no, a little more size. Yeah, he's and got I think the defensive I, acumen of Trey. Yeah, he's got the length that neither one of them had. He's he finished the season as a forty percent three point shooter from from January on. So don't honestly the only thing he was lacking that they made up for is just the assist numbers. Just because the type of team that we had, it's not the type of team that's going to rack up a bunch of assists like that, at least individually. So that that's one thing I think we'll see change a little bit with the squad we have coming in. I think he's going to give a lot a lot of assists to Flip and a lot of system uh, to Mark. But yeah, I mean, I, I just I see him, <laughs> I just see him having. A, a high caliber All American season, I, and Trey was not—he was not named an All American that that final season, right? He should have been. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're right. So I, I really do. I mean, yeah, I know he made all the all defensive teams and such, but I, I really do see a world where Tyrese is Defensive Player of the Year in the ACC and first team All ACC, potential All American. He's he's going to have that type of year, man. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I'm glad that you brought up the defense because I actually think he's a better defender uh, overall than Trey Jones was, and I think that Trey Jones... Really? Yeah, that is a hot take. It's not Woo! a hot take. I'll explain it. It's not a, it's not a hot take. So All years, TK. I got this. So uh, when Trey Jones came in, he was known as a defensive player. He was a defensive mm-hmm. stopper at the point guard. He lived up to that billing in his freshman year. I thought that he got the defensive player of the year, his sophomore year, with not even being the best defensive guard on his team. And I thought that he got it off of acumen uh, rather than production, and that's not a fist to Trey Jones. Whereas Proctor came in, nobody really talked about his defense a whole lot, and we saw him lock down dude after dude after Mm -hmm. dude January on. And I think going in next year, people are going to look at him as a defensive monster, and I think the team next year is going to be better than sophomore year Trey Jones's team. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be asked to do as much offensively where Trey Jones, Jack, you said it, between him and Vernon Carey, they were the 1A and 1B on that yeah. team that year for, 
for offensive production. I know Cash has had his moments, and, and Wendell and a couple others had their moments at times, but it was always 1A and 1B for them. So he had a lot more on his plate offensively, where you know the, the people that love Goldwire, I thought he actually had his best year that year defensively, mm-hmm. um, where it allowed Trey to, to kind of move off a little bit and not have to focus as much where man i remember we year, talked about this too uh, yeah and i think next year proctor proctor is going to be um a guy that can do both and he's not going to have to be relied on as much as trey jones was offensively which will mm-hmm. allow him to just be that defensive suffocator menace uh to, to whatever guard he, we want to put on him whether it's the lead guard or their best scorer in the backcourt so i i believe that he'll come out there next season and just be uh, an all-American type defender. Yeah, you think on offense, up... sorry, on no, offense no. he could play that Tyus Jones role. He could. He absolutely yeah, could. Yeah, absolutely. Th- honestly, perfectly. Yeah. And, and he's going to get more assists. He's a better shooter, to be honest. He's going to get more assists than Austin, but I, I see an Austin Rivers type of Austin offensive season, quite honestly. And that's not a slight. Like, no. Austin had think take him out. Wouldn't that take him out the point position, though? Yeah, not necessarily, right? Because, again, like, John, John's style is not one that it's not one that sets up like the true point guard, right? It's not a style where, where one guy is going to get six or seven assists a game. It's just, you're going to have games out of Tyrese where he's going to have close to 10 assists in that game, just because somebody's going to have a hot hand. He's going to be feeding whoever, but as an overall for the season, I'll, I'll, I'll say right now, like if he, if he averages over four and a half assists a game, that'll be, that'll be big. And not yeah. because of, not because he's not capable, but just the system is not built for that. So I, I, it's built more for him, him getting some shots. Like we saw towards the end of the stretch of the season, and like ability wise, he absolutely has every bit of the ability that Austin Rivers had. Yeah, that he does. Yeah, he, he does. And, and I, 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 I'm a broken record at this point. I love his shot. I know that mm-hmm. AC, you mentioned it, forty percent on January on. Um, his form's fine. He takes good shots, and you know a couple of the moves that he makes, like nobody else is making those moves on that team. His ball handling is is filthy. He's only going to get better. He's only going to get stronger. And his confidence is just going to go through the roof. I, I, I don't know how it couldn't after the way he finished the year. Um, I think, you know, Philip House, getting him back is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mitchell is just, it's just great to see that Mitchell came back. And especially the fact that Mitchell wanted to come back uh, and announce it earlier than David wanted him to. Uh, I thought to me, and I might be alone here, I thought the biggest uh, guy that we got back with Proctor just because of the position oh, he yeah. plays and, and what he's capable of doing for this team. And it's not, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a coincidence that he was announced first. You know what I mean? Like you get your point guard, your the rest of your team just falls into place. Yeah. That's, that's how you get to play that. So despite like the, everybody knew who was coming back at that point, but it's just for, for the, for the public specter, it's like you, you get your point guard back first and then you get Mark Mitchell sandwiched in between Filipowski, man, and that's just that's big time. Yeah, and let's talk about uh, Mark Mitchell. I don't want that to go by the wayside because he's he's that guy that just kind of did everything for Duke this year. Uh, it was as apparent as ever when he wasn't in that game against Tennessee. I think it's a completely different game because he comes in there. Let's and, not and, talk and, about it, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still not over it. That's it's fair. been a month. I'm still not over it. Fair enough, and I'm not either. But we got to keep it real here. I think. Mark Mitchell is just going to have a banner year next year, and he just fits this team so perfectly for for everything that he brings, and he's a gym rat. So mm-hmm. I want to give him his 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 due here because is is everybody's going to focus on Phil Powski. We talked about uh, Proctor, 
but Lock Mitchell getting him back. Talk about defensive stoppers. Anybody yeah. on the lane, anybody at the four, he can even slide to the five. He can even slide to the one if needed uh, defensively. So getting him back is 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 monumental, especially in, his, in practice. Especially in practice. Oh, no doubt. And his coming back, I mean, it it, it became so much more important when how that shall not be named <laughs> decided to to do what he did. You know what I mean? So it 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 really it really became something different when Mark decided to come back because that I mean we don't. We honestly don't miss a beat. Like we, we lose the luxury of of having Macambaco. We don't we don't lose something vital at this point. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, keeping it real here, Jack, obviously we didn't want to lose Mbaku, but we had, as Nishi said, we had the luxury, the embarrassment of riches if he we could absorb that type of loss. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't know if there's another program in the country right now, the way they're set up, especially with the transfer portal and two thousand people going into it. Nobody, no other roster set up where they could absorb a loss of a player of that caliber, but Duke is because Mark Mitchell came back. Oh, hell no, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, speaking of that, I would like to acknowledge that we just failed to discuss Mac Mbaco on the podcast <laughs> after he signed because we failed? talked about everyone as they signed. Failed? This was not deliberate, but it, it worked out in the end. <laughs> TK would like to say it was deliberate. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes when you get something, sometimes when you get something handed to you, you just take it. Right. You know, you right. To, it yeah. worked. It worked out. Walk favors the prepared man. That's what uh, you know. We I say. mean, peek behind the curtain. though, it was hilarious. Like we we Mac didn't sign because his school does a later signing. Yeah. So during the signing special, we didn't talk about him because he didn't sign, <laughs> and it just became the running joke every podcast. Oh, we're gonna talk about Mac and Baco this time. Nope. He must have, he must have been upset about it, and that's probably I why. I think so, did. man. It might have been I'm our not, fault. That's man. it. So do we take oh, the We do. Yeah, it might have been our fault. Look, on a, on a serious note, I wish I wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely, so, man. Uh, I hope he doesn't go to the school down the road. Um, I, I don't see that happening. I don't see it no, happening don't either. either. I don't think it will, but. I wanted to. I wish him nothing the best. He's a really fun (laughs) player. Just for the rivalry. Oh, no, man. For the sake of the rivalry, that shit would be so cool. Look, it happened in football, and that guy, the guy, it was uh, Surratt. Uh huh. Back before he moved to linebacker, he was a QB at Carolina. He was originally committed to Duke, and then he flipped to Carolina because Roy Williams offered his brother a basketball scholarship. Yeah. Yep. You know, his brother ended up being a wide receiver at Wake. But it, that offer was enough to flip him from Duke to UNC. Mm-hmm. When he was that QB. That was uh, Daniel Jones embarrassed him. Yep. Daniel Jones well, embarrassed that Carolina team. Well, he got paid. So all I'm going to say is don't do that to yourself, Mac. I, I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't think it will. I think he's either going to go to St. John's, uh, you know, Rick Pitino, and it's mm-hmm. not far from home, or Louisville, where his primary Duke recruiter, Nolan Smith, ended up. Yeah. Right. And for, and for Nolan, I'd like to see that happen. Uh, I'd like sure, to man. see that happen. I, I don't wish anything for Rick Pitino, so that <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not a Rick Pitino guy, to put it lightly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't but, think any of us are. No. Um, but anyway, so as the roster stands right now, obviously we're still waiting on Jeremy Roach and, and a portal bid, and we'll get to that. As the roster is right now, do you 
Jack, I keep it with you. Do you expect Duke to be the top team in the country preseason as it stands right now? We add nothing else. Yes. I think regardless of Roach's decision, Duke's going to be the number one team in the country preseason. Just mm-hmm. They ended at 12. Yeah. Lose at minimum one starter and the six man. Mm-hmm. Gain the number two recruiting class in the country. Potentially bring back Roach, who is the catalyst, and cert already definitely bring back the ACC freshman of the year, a guy who should have been ACC all defense and got just straight up robbed. Yeah. And a guy who has every chance to be the best point guard in the ACC next year. Mm-hmm. And that's just in the starting lineup. You know, we don't even know what Reeves is going to do next year. Right. Yeah, Reeves, I, I think we do have to talk about him. He's um, the wild card. It is. I, I've seen everything from we saw enough of him last year to know that you know he's not going to be able to contribute to he. We don't want to bring in a portal bid to push him out because he has all the tools to pass. Where is this? You see where it is like polar. It's typical fandom where it's just polar opposites. Where I'm assuming it's somewhere in the middle, but where is it with Reeves right now? Because I do like the guy. I just don't mm-hmm. think we have enough uh, body of work to even be able to make a prediction one way or another no we really don't right like we don't we don't have there's nothing that says he's really good and there's nothing that says he's really bad the way the way people want to say like the dude here's what we do have we have a seven footer who has a seven foot six wingspan and an over nine and a half foot standing reach who's athletic can move very similar quite honestly to Derek Lively he's not the same doesn't have the same timing on the shot blocks he's not the same player as Derek Lively Derek Lively is generational in terms of how he plays defense that's not Christian Reeves however he is capable of playing defense he's a seven foot one dude who knows how to block shots he is a decent scorer he's actually probably a little bit of a better scorer than than Derek Lively down low quite honestly because he's just more more attuned to doing that and, and throughout his recruitment so like, no, we're not replacing Derek Lively at all with Christian Reeves. However, I do think by the end of the season, I think he will replace Ryan Young's minutes in, yeah. the, lot, in the roster because he just fits whatever it is we're trying to do with the portal or whatever else happens. He fits what John wants more than than Ryan Young. And Ryan Young is going to serve us very well to start the season as he did this year and give Christian Reeves time to make it work. Remember, Christian Reeves was supposed to redshirt this past season, so we weren't supposed to see him at all. And this would have been his freshman year, meaning a three-star who redshirted, who's now a freshman, don't expect a lot out of him. So, no, let's not expect a lot out of him. But I do think he will be somebody who, by the time March rolls around, could very possibly be a part of this lineup and a part of the reason why we are one of the better teams in the nation continuing in March. Yeah, I think that's right. I think if we see, you know, sometime in mid-January, late January, that he's kind of supplanted, Ryan Young in the rotation, I think that's great news for Duke because we mm-hmm. we know what Ryan Young is mm-hmm. and what he's capable of or not, and he sometimes that man comes back with a three point shot. Yeah. yeah, he sometimes. What if Ryan yep. Young comes back with a three point shot over the start slide? him? Oh, start <laughs> him. I mean, yo, but I mean honestly though that 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 would be best case scenario uh, for all parties involved, including mm-hmm. Ryan Young because he's just gone with a best teammate. Because yeah. that's what he is. He's a locker room guy. He's a, he's great with the freshmen. He's great with uh, underclassmen. You know, mentoring them, getting them set up. He he's fishing for a managerial type role, 
mm-hmm. um, and, and the Duke Fuqua School of Business. So that is what he's setting himself up for after basketball. So I'm glad he came back because mm-hmm. he served that role, and I think that's huge for, for Reeves. And for this team, if, if he's able to supplant him, that is great news all around. Um, let's move on to AC. Next play. Your girl, Rachel Baker. Yes, up. We said that before the end of the year, we said that this was going to be kind of like the test, the huge test for her role in the GM position for this team, handling all the NIL. If we're able to keep a couple of these guys, she was mm-hmm. able to keep three. Yeah. And arguably, you know, the two most important pieces, right? So mm-hmm. just take the floor, AC, tell the importance and what she, what she has shown so far. No, I mean, like of, of non-basketball players, if if we could ever get the the guests that we would ever, like wish list of guests on this podcast, I'd love to have her and Debbie Jones on this on this damn thing, man. Like she is just her role is amazing. She is a pioneer in her role. That's one of the things that Duke has been just so incredible with, with the branding and everything else they've done over the last decade, especially like we are just leading college football and basketball, quite honestly, with what we're doing, because now you see football teams grabbing GMs. Villanova just hired a GM. Shout out Mike Dunleavy's brother. Yep, yep. Um, Looking at Gonzaga's possibly hiring one, UCLA. Like, everybody has started. Like, they understand now. They get it. They're like, okay, this is what has to happen. Because nobody wants the portal the way it is. Things are going to change a little bit with the portal. But look what Duke's doing. Like, Duke's possibly bringing in one person from the portal and then returning everybody else, either A, who was on the lineup last year, or B, guys that they recruited to be a part of this because their styles fit. So it's not like they're piecing stuff together like K-State had to do this year and everything else. Like they are they are getting they have exactly who they want, who runs the program the way the program's going to run. So it, it's just really amazing what what she's been able to do and I, I think from the casual fan she does I don't think they understand what what Rachel Baker is and that's what I'm explaining now. Like she is she is the GM. She her job is retention. Her job is getting people back. If we do have a couple of one and dones on the roster, which seems like John doesn't necessarily want to do that a lot, her job is to get that person that Polo bag, like whatever, whatever the money that he got. That's her job is to get that person that, and then everybody, everybody from the next man up to all the way down to Jaden Shoots of the world, continue to build your brand. Stay here, I'll help you out. Like, why would Jaden Shoot transfer? Like, he has Rachel Baker there. Like, he's stupid if he transfers. <laughs> quite honestly, he's got a shooter brand. Like, why would you leave? Like, this is the perfect person to work with for that. So, just everything that she's doing right now is just top notch, leading the industry. And once again, Duke is on top with it, man. And you just you can't you can't explain it away. Like, it is it is something that is here to stay, and it is something that's very important to have. And now Duke is set up for the next three to four years ahead of the rest of college basketball because we already yeah. have it. Yeah, what we always say uh, is chess, not checkers. Duke is five plays ahead of everybody else, and they always mm-hmm. are now that teams are trying to play catch-up to what we're already doing. And, and that's a testament to, to not only her, but to John and, and the vision that he had. But this was this this was a huge case study for not only what we want to build, but for recruits that are looking at us mm-hmm. that had those visions of being one and done, and saying, you know what, maybe I could do two or three years. Trey or, Johnson, you know, exactly. first name off the bat. Trey Johnson in twenty four, top the super recruit in two thousand twenty four. Him and Nas Cunningham, and both of them were Duke guys, and no longer like they are one and done's. And it was them coming to Duke, and no longer. That's not happening. Like that, it's exactly what you're saying. 
Yeah, and, and I gotta say that if if you are, you know, guys like McCain who already has you know a, a tremendous following, right? It was mm-hmm. kind of like Zion coming in where he, he just had a tremendous following before we got here. But what did K kind of sell him on? You you, you kind of take your brand that you already have, mm-hmm. the following that you got, and then you multiply it with what we have. Like then you're just gonna you're, you're gonna be a superstar before you know it. So you, you kind of take those players like that or, or personalities, I guess, that mm-hmm. have those followings, this is a perfect opportunity for you to come in here and expand it. And you talked about Jaden Shoot. Like, that's another one. Like, Jaden Shoot started the shooter brand before he got the Duke, but yep. now he's, he's elevated, right? You're getting Absolutely. more popularity than you ever would have. Because, you got Tyrese um, with, his, right. with his logo and stuff now, the, the pink hoodie and all that, man. Like, that's... that's oh, that got, hoodie looks fresh. Yeah, that's got Rachel all over it, man. Like, also... No, go ahead, man. Sorry, AC. I just want to say, this is not promoted at all. Not not paid. Shoots hoodie is incredibly comfortable. That's right. I forgot you got a shooter brand hoodie. Yeah, Jaden gave me one for <laughs> uh, for helping him re- helping him uh, reach out to an audience. It is so comfortable and so worth it. Bro, get that man on the podcast this summer, damn. <laughs> what are you doing, Jack? I got a few people. I got a few people. I'm I'm trying to get. <laughs> I have a few people you guys might see this summer. <laughs> One of them may or may not have been mentioned earlier in this episode. Fair enough. There we go. And we'll, we'll look forward to that, and, and we'll attribute that to the uh, to the Jack brand uh, and mm-hmm. what he does for this podcast. Absolutely. AC, you and I kind of were kind of on Shire, where we were thinking three or four years ahead. That's when we brought Jack in, you know, really early, so that he can start, you know, helping us out later. But all joking aside on that, I want to say that. You know, Jack, would any of these guys, Mitchell, Proctor, or Flip, have left if Rachel Baker was not there? I mean, it's kind of a loaded question, but kind of the AC's point earlier, they could have easily gone into the uh, to the uh, uh, combine and tested. They could have always come back, but I don't see a lot of those players in years past, they'll go in anyway and just stay. Whereas now there's an absolute financial reason for you to, to come back and I don't think that was there without her I think that's that's a tough one because I feel like it's I wouldn't necessarily say with or without ba- Rachel Baker I'd say with like under K versus Shire like would would these guys mm-hmm. have stayed in school mm-hmm. under K and I think Mitchell maybe Proctor lean toward no and flip definitely not yeah yeah and that's the harsh reality right is that mm-hmm. Because we're talking about kind of a changing of the yard, changing of the winds for for Duke as a program. I think you're absolutely right. You know, Kay was in old school, really tough on you. You've heard Jason Tatum talk about it quite a bit. Um, You know, famously going into the locker room, calling him a soft St. Louis kid. I don't see John probably doing that. Uh, He probably has his own way of doing it that that resonates with the newer player. Mm -hmm. Not saying one's right or wrong, but the times have changed and John has a way of connecting with these players. So to your point, Jack, I think that that's right. With John at the helm and the staff that he's built, Ty Lucas. um, Jay? Jay Jay Lucas. Lucas, I'm I'm losing it here. Um, (laughs) With him, Carowell, and I think Emil just doesn't get enough credit for the way he interacts with these players. No, I'm telling you right now, he's the next... Out of anybody on the roster, I think he's the, or the coaching staff. He's the next, next head coach. Of yeah, somebody. Oh yeah, no, I saw I uh, I was at a sports bar in Durham this week, and uh, I saw Emil. Uh, I was watching the uh, play-in games. 
Emil was sitting a few tables over and just watching the Pelicans, and he is pointing out exactly what's going on in the court and like scheming mm-hmm. whole whole way. His mind for the game, man, is incredible. It's incredible. Like you, I could see it from I don't know, 15, 20 feet away. Like he, he's pointing, he's got a pen out, he's like drawing a diagram on a napkin, mm-hmm. explaining exactly why what's going down is going down. It was it was a sight to see. I'll tell you that that guy, that guy is definitely a future head coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, obviously, look, and we talked about Christian Reeves, like if, if Christian Reeves does develop how we think he might, then that's a meal hats off to a meal. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, that's who gets him there. Cause that's who got Derek Lively where he was. Oh, and you know what I mean? You can't like, forget that's... what he did with big Mark soft, even sophomore year Absolutely. from beginning to end. Absolutely. Mark Williams was incredible in that. He got a lot of credit for that. And he was just a grad assistant at that point. Like he was not even, he wasn't even on officially on the staff at that point. He, he got a lot of, credit. of player development. He was, he was, he was. However, he's got a more important role now. Yes. That he was planned. more contact. That was planned. Yeah, for sure. But no, nah, he's just, he's a great basketball mind. Served his five years here at Duke amazingly well. Like, nah, hats off to him, old man. Yeah, I thought you just dropped the uh, Stephen A. However. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so huge, uh, huge uh, for Duke. Obviously, the staff is set for a while and is paying dividends already. Shout out to Rachel Baker again. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the what we believe will be the final roster. Let's play. So we obviously already talked about Jeremy Roach, so let's focus on him here. He did what we pretty much expected, and, and for a little color for people that may or may not know, we've talked about it for a while. The plan for him, this, this was going to be his last year at Duke. Mm-hmm. It took a hell of a recruiting job for John Shire to keep him at Duke for his junior year. Pass mm-hmm. off to him. He was the number one recruit that we needed last year, and it showed. His leadership was unbelievable. He played lights out when we needed him needed him the most. He's a guy that um, we would love to have back, but we expected to test his stock and kind of see, get whatever feedback he wants. I mean, you know, I don't expect him to, to get a lot of favorable feedback uh, at his size, and I don't think he has one you know, particular skill set that, you know, says, okay, we, we got to have this guy. Mm-hmm. I think that his financial opportunities are much greater coming back to Duke. Uh, his exposure certainly will be. So I certainly expect him back. AC, are you in line with that? Same with you, Jack? I am. I mean, I saw him at Duke this weekend. So, like, he's still there. I, I feel like he's probably going to be back next year. Yeah, yeah, everything everything I'm starting to kind of hear again is before it was gone. And then I think back in February, we kind of talked about it offline a little bit. We might have even talked about it on the pod even was he'd go, but he'd declare and keep his eligibility. That was like back in February. So that was kind of where things were sitting. And the fact that he even switched to that from just being gone is such a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> like, good and sign. It's John. Yeah, and one of the thing, one of the things I know about Jeremy that he did not like at Duke was he didn't like the roster turnover. He didn't like having to be the leader of a new lineup every single season. He didn't like that. The the stuff that happened when he was there as a freshman uh, with with Jalen Johnson and some of the stuff like that was not enjoyable for him. He obviously enjoyed the sec- the next season, but again, just that turnover and stuff, it was not that was not something he enjoyed. And and now that John is retaining guys and now you have like players he's played with, he's not having to bring anybody up, he's not having to teach anybody anymore. Like 
this is this is a great opportunity for him to just play, and I think he's looking forward to that. Honestly, I think he would. I, I really think he's coming back. I do. I really do. This is more like what he's used to at Paul to Six, where you have the same guys playing with each other again. He's he doesn't have to be the main dude. He he can just play off the ball and just kind of do his thing. Like I, I think this is the exact roster that he would love to play with. Yeah, and and he gave a shout out to John for for that, and absolutely kudos to him. But I give a shout out to Jeremy Roach too for being mm-hmm. mature enough to be able to see all this in front of him and Absolutely. understand, you know, the bigger picture. And a lot of guys don't do that in his position. They just say, you know what, I'm I'm moving on and, and he might ultimately do that. I, I He's a future coach, man. And this yeah. is what a great time for him to be able to just kind of scope that craft. He's gonna be able to make some connections by going to the combine and stuff, like and 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 keeping his eligibility, the chance to come back to college, like he's he's gonna make a lot of, he's gonna be able to network, like it, it, it's 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 the perfect storm for him to be able to just do this with without any fear. So Jack, keeping it with Jeremy Roach here, uh, might be a tough question, but we saw this with uh, when Mark Mitchell essentially came back. That was kind of the start of Mbako leaving. Do you see if Jeremy Roach does come back, any of those freshman guards um, taking off? We'll, 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 we'll caveat that by saying I do believe if if Roach come back, then Jalen Blake would leave. Um, but that's a sidebar. Do you see either of the freshmen, any of the freshmen really, but I wanted to focus on McCain or Foster, but any of the freshmen really, would you see them leaving uh, because the minutes would kind of be eaten up a little bit there by uh, Jeremy Roach coming back? No. I don't even know if Blake's is leaving. Yeah. Um. I mean, Blake seems a pretty all in right now on Duke, from what I've heard. Yeah, I, I feel like he would have put his name in the hat already. He already yeah. would have, yeah. He would have gotten the type of player who can go in late at when everybody else is now coming out of the NBA draft because they didn't yeah. like what they heard and they are capable of going to the league. Like Jalen, Jalen Blake's that, that he doesn't want to compete with those dudes in the portal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah right. his... I will say though that the only difference there is that if if he was going to go, to me it was always going to be kind of that mid major program anyway. So. I don't. I don't know how much he's really competing with guys that are coming back from the portal. Well, we'll see, but I. I don't think he. I don't think he leaves Duke. I, I don't either. Also, look at these two freshmen coming in. Fantastic college players. Foster needs at least two years, I think, mm-hmm. to get to league ready. And McCain, I am going to be completely honest. I think he's going to be a sensational college player. I don't know even with four years of development, if he's going to be an NBA player. I think he'd, I think he'd be. I think he could be. Absolutely he could be. Yeah. But I don't know if he's like a first-round pick, a guy who will get consistent minutes on a team here and there. I think he's a fantastic yeah. player, and I'm incredibly excited to have him. Don't get me wrong. He doesn't have the measurables and stuff, but like... If, I think if, that's the issue. I could, I could, see, I could, see, I could see McCain having a Jalen Brunson type of career in college. And yes. in my opinion, that's good enough to get him in the first round. You you got a bunch of six four shooting guards right now out there doing doing the damn thing. I I, I can absolutely see him prog- progressing his game to that point. He's already strong enough. He's got the physicality to hang in the league. He's just got to fine tune some stuff. Like I, I think he's I think he's fine. I, I don't think I think both of those guys are future NBA players, Foster and McCain. Quick sidebar: You are such a Knicks fan. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a Knicks fan take. Back to back to McCain. <laughs> I, I do. I think – I don't know. I just don't think he's he's a full-time NBA starter after four years. I think it'll take him some time if he makes it he to the He might be a rotation guy. Yeah. He might but be a rotation guy, but he's he's going to make a steady check in the league. 
I think these are mul- these are guys who made multi-year commitments to Duke and for Roach. Sure. I do not see Roach coming back for a fifth year, so I don't see that impacting either of them. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. I don't see them. I think it was a little bit shocking uh, when Mbaku left because my understanding was these guys knew what the roster was going to be. Mm-hmm. And certainly if we knew that Flip was coming back, then he certainly did. So mm-hmm. why wait to to you know hear Flip officially announce it uh, and then uh, announce that you're leaving ten seconds later? I thought that was uh, shit. He announced. I mean, technically, well, he didn't announce. He announced after Flip, but he did. I mean, the the news came yeah, out. Yeah, the, the rumors first. were coming there, but you know, he he understood when Flip was going to yeah. announce at that point. So, um, but either way, I don't see either of those guys, uh, McCain or Foster, leaving. I think they knew what the roster was going to be, so mm-hmm. they're fine with it. And, and not only that, but I think that. Having Roach there, I think they both are smart enough to understand that that will help them in their career. Foster has always said he wanted to play with yeah, Jeremy exactly, Roach. Exactly, exactly. So um, I, I think that is going to be huge if he does ultimately come back, which we all agree that he probably will. Um, so switching it to the Portal 5. We Wait, heard before Manny, we do, I have one but, last thing about Foster. He played with Reeves in high school. you got to remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Him, sure. That's yeah. why we started recruiting Christian Reeves because we yeah. were – Watching so many Oak Hill games, we got to see him play with with uh, Caleb. Yeah, that's that's I think equally important if we're being completely honest. He'll get oh, to play sure. with his high school teammates, yeah. and, and he'll get to play with Jeremy, who he's wanted to play with. Right. Let's say Jeremy doesn't come back. Right. Who's starting? Is it McCain or? Whoa, 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 whoa! We get there. We get there. We're gonna there? get there. Right. Get there. Right. Right. You, gotta, you gotta relax. <laughs> My bet. We're gonna get there. <laughs> My bet. You're, you're, you're not the point guard of this show. This we is let the you get Marco thing all over again. We're we, never we, gonna we, get to it. I'm just making sure we get to it. This is spaces. This is spaces. You're not running the show here. So we'll keep it with you though, because you know you you have your uh, figure on the pulse of of the portal. Um, we heard the names Holmes from Dayton, Sonogo mm-hmm. from UConn, um, obviously Kedrick from UVA is is kind of the name that's being thrown around. Kedrick. Shedrick, see, that's, that's, I'm, I'm off my game. That, I, I call out AC, but I'm off look, my game. Too. Let's look. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's yeah. let's let the let the people know what's going on, right? Like TK is getting married. This, this is not. This yeah. is not about me. This is not about me. Am, am I on my game in the podcast? So he's a little bit. Uh, he's he's a forgive him if he's a little bit off. I'm a little, I'm a little off, right? I'm a little distracted. <laughs> Hear it in my voice. TK gets uh, a pass this week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's um, okay. Point guards can have off games. It's fine. That's true. I mean, look at Russell Westbrook. He was three and nineteen. He made the big Russell block. Westbrook was the player of the game. He, out I mean, last he, he made the big block. So, um, but anyway, AC, talk about the, the the portal and and who. I mean, are there new names that we we haven't even heard yet that may enter soon? Um, where do you kind of see this going uh, at the five? Yeah, and I think that's the clue that uh, Shedrick gave us. I think he he could have either a visited Duke sooner. He lives lives in the he's from the area. And B, he is itching at the chance to come to Duke, and he is so willing to do so that he is willing to put his visit a little bit far, a couple weeks farther back than he wanted it, so that in case somebody does end up, because John, I'm I'm sure the staff has been upfront with him. There are people that they want that if they do enter, they're going to take precedent over him, and that's just how it is. Like. I'm honestly, man, I'm not I'm not excited about the addition of Shed- the idea of the addition of Shedrick. I'm just I'm not that big of a fan of his on the floor. I, I think people are, are really happy about him right now because just because he wants to come to Duke and he offers us the the seven almost seven foot shot blocking type or whatever. But 
man, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on, on the importance of having him on the roster. Quite honestly, I just, I'm just not, if he comes to Duke, so be it. I'll, I'll, yay, go Duke. Right. Like, but there's, there's other, like Deron Holmes had, he's had every opportunity to quell the firestorm that's been happening about him transforming, uh, transferring. And he has not done it yet. He has not come out and officially said he's not leaving. And everybody keeps coming out and saying he's not leaving because his coach came back. He could have very easily could have they could have paired that announcement together. Him and his coach. He's coming back. He's such a big player for them. The dude is not getting any love at Dayton with NBA scouts because of the competition level and everything else and the way he's being used. And he would come to Duke and he'd be used in a way that would showcase his talents and potentially get him into the first round of the NBA draft next season. And I, I that's my wish. My wish list number one is him. And the other name that I've heard that possibly is going to be out there could be out there, not necessarily, is Tubelis at Arizona. Again, this is all speculation, so nobody declared for the draft, didn't he? He did. Okay, so he's did he he said he kept his eligibility, though, right? I don't believe he did. Okay, all right, so he's out then. So at this point, it's it's Shedrick, it's Holmes, or it's nothing, in my opinion. I, I don't I don't think we're going to go any other way. I don't think we're going to go Graham Ek. I don't think we're going any other direction. I think, so that's, I, I have I think those are the three that options. There will be uh, another couple guys entering the portal soon that Duke is going to have to look at. And I so, think that's why Shedrick has delayed. I think his, yeah, no doubt, his, no doubt. And I mean, his I, visit I, I, is the last one at the end of April. And I think it's for that very reason. Yeah, I think I, think, uh, I appreciate what he's doing and I appreciate what the staff's doing, which is mm-hmm. being honest with each other. Hey, mm-hmm. like, we understand that you want to be here. If you're willing to, to delay it and, you know, let us. <laughs> He wants nothing more than to be a there's a prettier girl that we can bring to the prom. Yeah. And we'll, you know, if we can't get that, that girl, then, you know, we'll, we'll call you up. His, his recruitment in the portal started out very, very similar, honestly, to, to Jamal Boykin, his recruitment. Like Shedrick is the one that reached out to Duke saying, I'm interested. I am transferring. I'm interested. I want to be there. I'm from there. I want my family to see me play. Like I, I want to be there. Like he reached out to the staff. It was sort of one sided at first, and the staff de- decided to continue to look at it, and they feel that he can offer something to the team. So they are continuing to recruit him as a transfer, but they are still being upfront with him, saying if if some of these if, if some of these bigger named better players are going to enter the the portal, we have to look at them. So we have to take our time with this. So we're not like they they very easily could have just taken his commitment already so that just shows you that they are either a looking for something or b they're willing to not get anybody like if he decides he takes his other visit he decides he's going to go somewhere else then they're going to say okay see you man good job congratulations on getting the spot you wanted like they're they're happy with like they, they are fine sitting with it without it they they want something that's out there that, but if they don't get it they're happy sitting without it so you're, you're saying jack that he's trusting the process Always trust the process. <laughs> How are we doing right now? <laughs> the process is up right now. 85-78. I love hearing that. Oh, had a chance to go to that game. <laughs> Damn, well, you, you joined us, and I appreciate that, Jeff. Yeah, look at um, that, man. Dedication. So let's, let's get right into the roster, or the starting <sighs> line of predictions. Uh, AC, you wanted the ball. Here you go. Take the ball. In the, right now, starting five. Uh, both with Roach coming back, because I think that's pretty easy. Yeah. And then if Roach somehow fools us all and does not return, who's the starting five? Yeah, no, I mean, Roach, Roach coming back, That's you get the four, four of the starters from last year, and then either A, a transfer portal big, or B, 
one of the guards, McCain or Foster, and I'm, I lean McCain. Roach doesn't come back. I still lean McCain in the starting lineup. Roach doesn't come back and we don't get anybody in the portal. You might see both McCain and Foster in the starting lineup, but that's not ideal for this team. So I, I just I see McCain more as a starter. I think he's more of a complement to what we have on the floor between the shooting, the ability to move the ball, and just the acumen that he has on the court just conceptually. I think he fits the starting roster better than than Caleb Foster. I think Caleb Foster could play with the starting roster just fine. Caleb is just he's a little inconsistent for me, and that's just kind of where I sit with him being able to come off the off the bench and and give us the spot minutes and play the spot duty because he is so he's so streaky. Like he can in five minutes he can put up twenty points for you. So you don't need that for the entire game at this moment. For him, him as a freshman, let him develop and let him add some tools to his game that he wouldn't otherwise be able to add because he's forced in the playing time. And I'm I'm leaning towards McCain more in the starting lineup. Where where are you on that, Jack? I also think McCain's probably going to be the uh, the guard who starts of the two. <sighs> Always good for one yawn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be fair, I just flew home. <laughs> I just it went is. home. Look, there's, all kind of, there's all kind of things happening right now. It wasn't it was a very Yeah, but it was a very uh, mentally taxing couple hours at the airport. Okay, fair enough. It always is. Always is. TSA stole my stuff. Damn. <laughs> um, anyway, back to I, I think I think it's gonna be McCain who starts um next to Roach and Proctor if Roach is back. Also, don't don't sleep on Stewart potentially starting next to Flip. And that's a court. possibility too, man. I really like that. I think that if we if Roach is gone, then Stewart is definitely starting. Mm-hmm. Especially if we don't get a, a transfer portal big. Oh yeah. So, so basically, oh, true. Basically that's with or without. Yeah. It, right. It, basically, what you're saying is, if we don't get the portal big, then you can see Stewart sliding in. So you I would have Stewart can play the five. I think he play the five. I, I don't want him to five so. in college. I don't want him. No, he, no he is he's such a good off ball shot blocker, and he he recovers like incredibly well. Like not not quite Zion recovery level, but very damn close. Like the dude, the dude's shot blocking acumen is for for somebody who's not a seven foot traditional seven foot one giant dude. Like his his shot blocking is incredible, man. Like that's that's something that's gonna get him a job in day one in the league. Like whenever he goes, like. And and if he he can shoot he can obviously shoot the three he's a really good shooter, super athletic ball handler he's all right he's not bad he's not D one like superstar college level yet but he's not terrible I mean we're missing a wing now we're missing a presumed wing starter in Macambaco that pushes he could play the four Mark could play the three the way they had him last well, year and I think everyone be happy with Flip it. plays the five which I think the fact that Mbako and Duke decided to split. Is because they wanted to have someone next to flip to play the five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's, that's why we're searching in the portal. Right. And and Sean I'm Stewart saying Stewart. I'm saying if we don't get the big, I think don't sleep on Stewart at the five. No, 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 no. I mean, he would. Yes, I, I think he would be helping to defend the interior. I just, I, I think his ability to to guard both the perimeter and and interior. You know that again. You can't switch. You can't switch if he's guarding. Guarding somebody's four or five, and then you try to switch a guard on him. You can't do it because he's going to be able to guard that person too. So, exactly, he's such, an, he's such an asset, man. He is That's why I asset. think he'd be a valuable five. Because like if Mark Williams was switched on the perimeter, I don't even need to say. We all know what happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For example, Derek yeah. Lively 
we have an example of a guy that's too on the He's roster mobile. to be able to handle every single situation. Like if I we really have to handle Zach team... Eady again, Christian Reeves. Like you yeah. throw Christian Reeves and Ryan Young in there. Like Sean Stewart doesn't have to guard that guy. Most people in college are playing, you know, a six eight, six nine guy at the four or five, and Sean Stewart can absolutely guard those dudes. Yes. Yeah, so the I, Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I mean I think again, yeah, with with Roach we know the lineup. It's probably the same one through four and then a transfer yeah. big or I think I think Stewart starts next to flip in the front court if that's interesting. Over if McCain, we, huh? If we don't get a transfer big. No. Well yeah, you're talking about if Jeremy comes back. This is I'm saying this is back. this is with Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's either gonna be Stewart or McCain and just run three guard, but I don't think Shire is too keen on running a three guard set. I don't think so either. I think, so you'll, see, I think, I think you'll see plenty of that lineup, but yeah. I, I, certainly not. I don't start. think to start, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think the majority of the minutes on the floor won't be a three guard lineup. Um, but I, I do. I, I expect. I mean, he ran Mark Mitchell at the five a few times last year. I, mm-hmm. I think. I think he's willing to go small. I just don't think he's going to do it often. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, without Jeremy, I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's McCain. Yeah. And yeah, that, so, uh, guard spot. Yeah, so I, I, you know, of that discussion, if if Roach somehow does not come back, I do think I, I personally, I'm I'm in the minority. Clearly, uh, I would start uh, Foster. I think that what helps Proctor so much this year is, you know, kind of learning side by side with Jeremy Roach. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he knew he was going to get the keys to the to the ship. And I think that Foster next year is going to have those keys. And I, th- I, I love the, the combination point guards next to each other, starting and worked with Duhan and Williams. It, it worked with Tyus Jones and Quinn Cook. I think it worked very well this year with Proctor and Roach. I think it would work next year with Proctor and Foster. I think you set your guy up. And I, I just think that it also speaks to McCain, his mindset. He'd be a phenomenal guy, firepower off the bench. I think it takes a lot of the pressure off of Foster to be able to start him. And not only that, but, you know, Foster's a kid that is coming on, coming in this year with the biggest chip on his shoulder of any freshman we've had in a long time, getting snubbed from the McDonald's game, not getting the coverage that he deserves. He's a phenomenal player. He can handle the ball. He's a microwave when he does get hot. And we're not even asking him to do that. Whereas I think McCain's a little bit more consistent. He's a better shooter. And I think McCain is just going to be, you know, easy to be able to come in and, and take either one of those guard spots the first off the bench. So that's kind of why I like Foster, especially for the mindset of a point guard like that, um, to, to start him. Whereas McCain, I think he's fine coming off the bench. And um, I think they either one of them be fine, but I, I think Foster would be the better fit uh, next to Proctor starting each one if, again, if Roach doesn't come back, which I think is going to be a moot point anyway. Um, and and if, if Roach does come back, obviously those are the four starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's going to be a transfer big. I, I don't see Stewart starting at the five. I, I, I hope that doesn't happen anyway for his sake. I think that he's a guy that is going to be best served working against Mitchell, working against Flip, working against working with Emil, uh in practice every single day. And his time will come. And as long as we don't have to accelerate that, I think that that's going to be beneficial to him and the Duke. So it may be Young. It might be Ryan Young if we don't get a portal big uh, to start. Probably the right off the bat. Yeah, oh, yeah. Start the yeah, season right, right, right off the bat, yeah, I think. Yeah, so. right off the bat. So 
Like, um, we're gonna play slow again, by the way. I just want to warn everybody. That, I, I think that we'll like, we're not we'll gonna play, play fast. I think we'll play different. I think, I think we'll play different. I think it's when you know Ryan comes in the game, we'll slow it down. Yeah. And when we have when we have three guards and flips at the five and Mitchell's at the four, then or Stewart, you know, whatever, then we'll, we'll pick up the pace. I really I, think I, this team, with especially with Stewart on the floor, is built to run. Mm-hmm. I think they are too. We we had some we had options to run last year and we didn't. I think some of it's because the guys were younger. You could see John on the sideline just like waving his arms, like get up the floor, get up the floor, and and they just weren't pushing it at times. And you saw Tyrese starting to push it towards the end of the season, but no yeah. one was really running with him. But I, I think because the, the expectation was different, I think the expectation this year will be a similar offensive set. But I think we will. I think we'll be more opportunistic with running the ball because. If if we got out in transition a little bit more against Tennessee, I think that game changes a little bit. But we just we just didn't, and, and I think that's one thing that John's going to look at and establish and say, "Hey, look, we got to be able to break a little bit more than we did last year. Like we're not going to be, they're, they're not going to be a, a seventy five possession per game team by any stretch of the imagination." But we ended at sixty seven last year. I, I think I I can see us bumping up to sixty nine. At, at, at nice. <laughs> no pause but <laughs> but yeah man like I, I just i don't see us i don't see us playing much faster i just i just don't so uh one thing the mentioned there uh kind of triggered me to think about this is that some, there are multiple times especially in the second half of the year where you could just tell that flip was gassed mm-hmm. how much do you think that this injury and you know hip surgery is going to play in his you know, ability to kind of build that stamina, which because next year he's going to play that thirty-five minutes a night, right? You know, especially in big games, he might play forty. So, where do you think? How much does that slow him down in his uh, ability to kind of get his body right and get the stamina that he needs to to be able to put up those big minutes night after night? Not at um, all. Yeah, he's gonna be fine. Okay, here's I I knew about this. Uh, Source within the team told me Flip was coming back and was getting surgery on his uh-huh. hips, um, and my understanding was it was a minor arthroscopic procedure. Yeah. Uh, this is what Duke said. I'm not revealing anything that isn't already no out there. I know, but at the same time, you still want to be considerate yeah. of other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like this is a minor, like cleaning up some, like you know, the guy got beat to like half to death out there on the court this year he played very physical and yeah he was gassed a lot no he's got the whole summer he's gonna be back full like probably fully back by june Mm -hmm. he's gonna recover he's gonna be fine he's gonna have the whole summer to condition and you even saw him at the end of the year like he he slowed down he hit the freshman wall in like january february yeah he picked it back up march he was fine he hit the wall and then he ran through it yeah yeah (laughs) ACC tournament he ran through it Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's got good incredible. stamina. That was one of the things when he was being recruited, they talked about every single game you saw him back to back games. Like most kids, they play hard one game or if they're matched up against some you know other super recruit, they're going to play up or whatever. But then they have the games in, in between where they're really not moving, not doing much. And they always just talked about his motor, how high his motor was. And I think he was being some some analysts were comparing him to Kyle Singler a little bit. And I think we even kind of squashed it on this on this podcast a little bit. But just as how tough he was and the stamina that he played with. He just never stopped. So yeah, I, other, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it affecting him. Yeah. The other thing for him is he's a gamer. You know, like yeah. a lot of the, uh, I guess, open practice to the scouts and stuff like that. You know, it was, you heard the, the 
off-season stuff last year where John was pushing him because he didn't mm-hmm. think he was playing hard enough. But then you see him in the game, and it's like, wow, that was just either misreporting or we just had no idea. Um, you know, I thought the flip would take a while to get, get himself into D1 level. Boy, mm-hmm. was I wrong on that. But John, you know, John coached him up game, real good. He really did. I mean, he's a, he's a gamer, though. That's what he is. Like, he just goes yeah, out there, is. and he's not afraid of anybody. Like, he's gotten punched in the mouth multiple times, literally, yeah. and he just doesn't back away. He doesn't black eye, throat punch, whatever. Yep. He, he gets back up every single time, and, and he just he battles. And now you're going to give him another full off season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good luck. And with the whole team, like the whole team is going to have an off season together. Like Tyrese is not playing overseas. Nobody's doing anything. You know, Jalen Blake's not playing in the, you know, he, he played in that overseas competition last year. Like none of that's happening this year. Everybody's on campus this year, man. And, and uh, the recruits are coming in late June, early July. So they're going to be there early. Flip should be done with his recovery or close to being done with his recovery by then. Like where we're at. too. Yep. Yep. Raise with his ankle. He, he should be good by then. So everybody's set, man. They're set and they're here and they're ready. <laughs> like, and, and they, is... they, they have some payback. They want, they want to finish this thing off, man. This is the best Duke, like the healthiest that Duke will be to start to start the off season since yeah. 2017. And that team didn't even have Bagley until August. Yep. Yep. Future's bright. Speaking of the future, let's talk about recruiting here. Next so, uh, Jack, you were down there in Durham. I was. Isaiah Evans was also down there. Five star. Uh, is that the England clone? Is that what we're calling him? No. No, okay. he's not Stop an English okay. He's right. built the same. He's from the same <laughs> area. He's skinny okay. and from North Carolina. Everybody wants to call him Ingram. Okay, not, all right, all right. He's right. not here. Some Ingram. of his game kind of reminds me of B.I., but no, he's not B.I. No. He's his own guy. He's uh, Showtime Slim. <laughs> Showtime Slim. <laughs> That's you know, right. He, uh, apparently that official went extremely well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Proctor beat him in bowling. Oh yeah, they bolt. I mean, yeah, they post that on Instagram. Shire. Did that Proctor was giving Shire a bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah, it was a shoot. Proctor, Emil, not Emil, Jay, and uh, Shire. Mm-hmm. I like it. So we feel pretty good about him. Uh, the chances of him coming to Duke then? Absolutely, man. No, he is a he's a really good he's a good shooter. Not the world's greatest defender. Um, but he's he's a really good shooter, good good set shooter. Can also get a shot off the dribble. He's an excellent ball handler. He's got got a little bounce to his game. He's he is just he is a solid offensive player who projects to hat who he projects to need a couple of years as well in, in college to frame his body up and to add to develop his game a little bit as well. Like there's some parts of his game he needs to he needs to change as well. Like it, it was it's kind of coming down between him and Tyler Betsy for that spot on the wing because we already got Darren Harris. And and Betsy is a much more accomplished shooter and defender than than Evans, but he is not the ball handler that he is. So there there's a little there's a couple of differences there. Both players are really good. I don't I don't think we're getting Betsy. I think he's I think it looked good for us there for a minute, but I, I can see him going elsewhere, possibly even Memphis. But no, I, I really like I really like Evans and I really like where we stand with him. And so so a couple other players AC that you feel like Duke's in a good spot for for twenty four. Yeah, I mean we're already we already got Darren right. We already got him, so he's he's set to go. Dylan Harper is next. He is and he's he's one and done. Like that kid is a one and done player. Okay. 
That I, kid I is the centerpiece of the class for one year. He absolutely is, and he's coming in as that kind. He fills the Tyrese Proctor role of the other combo guard, right? We're going to have two with McCain and Foster. He comes in as that other combo guard, and then you're adding six six Darren Harris and and six seven Isaiah Evans as as guys on the wing, probably replacing the Mark Mitchell. So he's just he's such a good player, man. He's so strong. He's just strong. He's just physical. He gets his way into the lane so easily. He's got a good shot on him too, but he can also move the ball. But he's he's a one and done candidate and I, I really I really hope something something develops there with him. Uh, I think the other player you might be seeing us take a peek at is still I think Rakees Passmore is out there in the ether. And depending on who we do or don't land, I think uh I think that's that's who we're going after, man. I think I think Rakeem Passmore is such a good athlete, dude. He is. He offers something we don't have. That's that athleticism. So he's he's out there. Bryson Tucker still hasn't left Duke out of his name yet. Like these, they're still a part of what he's doing. I just don't, I don't think we're going with Bryson Tucker. I don't think it's gonna happen. Who's who's replacing Flip? Right. That is a good question. I think. I mean, there's. There's some guys in the portal, or presume presumably could be in the portal by that point. We're not, we're not going after anybody in that class, and there's not really anybody in that class who plays that role. And I don't know if John's looking for that role specifically, but they they don't this the 24 class doesn't have the the six nine plus elite, you know, two two three level scoring big type guy. That's that's coming the year after with Cooper Flag, right. and okay. so you have a gap in there. Maybe maybe John's just planning on filling the the flip gap with Sean Stewart and just fill in Isaiah Evans and Darren Harris behind them, but that that could be where he goes with that. But we're we're not recruiting somebody there, so it either means Flip is coming back again, or or we're just going to pick somebody up from the portal to fill that role if we if we feel like we don't already have it on the roster. And would some of that be that he feels like he's in a good spot with guys like I don't know Cameron Boozer and Cooper Flack? Yes. Yes, because and and you can see what he's doing too, right? You can see that we are filling the roster with more multiple year candidates because those two are one and done for sure. Yep. And chances are they're going to come to Duke. Like they're not being like there's other one and dones who have either been told or they're just deciding yet yeah, we're not doing it. We're not coming to Duke because that's not we don't fit their their mold anymore. We're different from having Coach K there, but. Flag and and Cam Boozer are I think those two are hell hell bent on being Duke bound. I mean Cooper Flag said he models his game after Grayson Allen. Yeah, yeah, that's as much of a lock as I've ever seen. Yeah, not for real. Do I need to talk about the fact that there's a kid named Boozer? <laughs> I just hope that his dad is helping the recruiting effort. I'm sure behind the scenes, I'm sure they're they're talking. They they didn't grow up Duke fans. No. It wasn't, it wasn't part of their because uh, they didn't have the greatest relationship with their dad at the time. But they still haven't. I still I don't think they've. I think Cam has been to do. I don't think Caden has been yet. They played in a tournament in at uh, in Durham. I think Caden wasn't playing that tournament for whatever reason. Now, now Caden is is, is similar to like the Philipowski brothers, where you know one is just so markedly better that you know Caden could I guess come along for the ride, but he he probably wants to go somewhere he's going to play. Isn't Caden ranked twenty fifth? 
He is. He's ranked twenty fifth. Okay. I don't know if he goes up. I don't know I, I, if he if he does commit to Duke. I think he'll get the Duke bump. But I just I don't I don't see him coming to Duke. Quite honestly, he is not a fan. I he Duke is not in his. I don't, I don't think Duke's in his vernacular, man. Unless something changes, I don't see it. I, I really don't. I don't see him coming to Duke. I see him. It, it, look at the in the same family with uh, Carlos and his brother Charles. Charles didn't want to come to Duke, so he didn't. He went to Iowa yeah. State. So I, I think I, I really like they. Those two really do march to the beat of their own drum and cam is coming to duke to be showcased and caden is a multi-year guy as i don't i don't see him i don't see him coming to duke quite honestly i really don't well fair enough um we got a lot to be thankful for here um we got a lot of things on the horizon i think next is really just kind of finding out who we're getting in the in the portal mm-hmm. and then the captain just come on home buddy Come on home, get that senior speech. Come on, Badger. Get that senior night that you've earned, that you've deserved. We haven't had a real senior night speech in a minute, man. Come on, Jerm. And and, and, by the way, if we're ever going to bring it back, who's a better guy than Jeremy Roach? Absolutely, man. I'm going to be in the building if this shit happens. Okay, I'll tell you that right now. You know, that sounds like a pretty good wedding present, man. And see if you want to get me in the building for that. All right, let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. Thank you for tuning in to the Five Point Play Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and on Twitter, Five Point Play Podcast. And catch us anywhere where you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, folks. Five Point Play Podcast. Let's go, Duke!